0: To college football, let's get it. Alright, alright. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. Today, today we're going to be talking to you guys about making money. If you guys listen to us, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And what I'm talking about is college football picks. Last week was the first week we gave you guys the picks for the year. And boy, 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 did we hit Fire. We started off good. Started off real fucking good. If you guys followed me last week, I gave you guys a lot of plays. Now normally I don't give that many plays, but until we start not making as many wins, then we're gonna keep giving you those plays. And last week we went a total of 17 and six. That's last week and week zero. So week one combined, we went seventeen in six. Now, for the overall, that's including last year, we're 79 and 54, which is 59%, and that's pretty damn good. But more importantly, guys, we're gonna break it down for you each week going into it. Against the spread, strictly against the spread. So far this year, we're 11 and 5. Over under, we're 6 and 1. Pretty good. The only over under that we lost was under, and it was San Diego State which crushed us. But what's you going to do? What's you going to do? You can't win them all. We're shooting off pretty good in the over and unders right now, and I like them right now. I love them. I love them because the odds makers don't really know how to uh, adjust the scores that they're going to they're put up yet. A lot of teams are different. Uh, they predict you know, some teams to be better than they are. That's why week one, two, week three in college football, you need to get in on the plays. Week one is one of the – Best money-making seasons in college football. Week two, a lot harder. Because a lot of plays that we like, they play each other. So we had to to actually dig in this week. I had to dig in this week, do a little bit of research, and hit you guys with with a lot of plays that I think other people like, that I like, that are going to be pretty pretty good. Another thing I want to remind you guys is that I give you guys lock picks as well. And if you guys want to see them more strictly – Rather than hearing me talk about them, you got to follow us on Facebook in The Stoop Life. It's always mentioned in here. It's the name of the podcast and it's the name of our group. So if you guys want to get more picks, understand why I picked the picks, and you want to see them written down, join us on the Facebook group at The Stoop Life or follow us on Instagram. I put them on there as well. Our locks for the year so far are four and one. So we only gave you five, five locks in the quote-unquote two weeks, five and one. Not bad. The only loss was, fuck you, Nebraska. That's about it. So this week, we got another slate of games for you. We got 17 picks for you guys. 17 more picks. The reason I'm doing 17 is simply because I don't love a lot of picks, but I like a lot of picks. So, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, We're going to give you guys plays, a lot of plays, until we start losing a lot. And then we're going to just give you guys the locks that we like. So, let's start it off. There's not that many early games this this year. We're undefeated on Thursday and Friday so far this year. We're actually 6-0. Pretty damn good. I love it. There's only one game that I like in the earlier parts this week. We got Friday at 7.30. We got Central Florida at home versus Louisville. I like this game because... Two reasons. Number one, everybody keeps forgetting that UCF was pretty good a couple years back. They had a lot of players. They got like good recruits. It's a great place to play college football. Great location in Florida. Great location. Number two, Louisville was on the road last week. They were a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Syracuse, and they lost by 24. Syracuse isn't as good as Central Florida. Central Florida is minus five-and-a-half at home. Versus a Louisville team that got crushed last week as a favorite. I don't like to play that Louisville showing. I don't like them. They're not the Louisville we remember with Lamar. They're not even close. So my play, first play, Friday, take Central Florida, who's a high-flying offensive team, take UCF, minus 5.5. Don't be afraid to play that early game. Because right now, the lines on the early games are really Good, buy them low, because later in the year, they get really hard to pick. So right now, if we like these early games, if you followed me last year, we win them. So take UCF, minus five and a half, lock it in. Now let's move to the actual game day, Saturday. Saturday college football, when all the big games are. We're going to start with the 12 o'clock games. We got my team right here, my Miami Hurricanes, last week showed out. I didn't know what to expect from Miami week one. They got a new coach, new system. I like it. They can score. Their defense looked good. They didn't play a great team, but they look good. Now this week, we got number 15, Miami, at home, versus a shit-ass Southern Mississippi team. Somehow the line is only 24 and a half. This Southern Mississippi team can't score. Miami has proven already that they're going to take the, the, the mantra of their coach, Cristobal, of his Oregon teams, they're going to be high-flying offense with hella, hella good overtop coverage on defense with their defensive backs. So I like in this game. I like Miami to cover the spread at minus 24 and a half. and I also like the game to go over 52. I find that an interesting number because 52. Miami scored that last week. They're at home this week. I see them probably scoring that again. But I see them covering. I don't see them shutting out this team again because back-to-back shutouts is kind of tough. But I will say my first lock of the week is Miami SMU over 52. Lock the over in and take Miami minus 24.5 with it. My next lock of the week, my fourth play of the week, we got the number one team in the country, Alabama, heading into Hook'em Horns, Texas. If you guys have been listening to the media lately, the coach, Sarkeesian, I think he kind of knows they aren't up to par with, with Alabama yet, because he's quote-unquote saying this game doesn't affect our standings in winning the, the, our conference, which is true, but it does affect your standings in getting to the college football playoffs. Sounded like a guy that was scared that nobody's going to get blown the fuck out. I already liked this spread before, but after hearing him talk like that, I liked it even more. I also like this Alabama team because Alabama saw what Georgia did last week, and they want to make it sure everybody knows that they are the team. Georgia rolled over Oregon last week. Now Miami got to roll over Texas this week. I like number one Alabama minus twenty at Texas. My second lock of the week, Alabama. Lock that in. Pick number five. I love this game. I love this game for a couple reasons. It's a classic SEC battle of two teams that love to throw the football. What do you get when you love to throw the football? You get two teams that score. We got number 16, Arkansas, at South Carolina. I love the over in this game. I have another lock on this. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I like the over 52-and-a-half. We saw it last week with Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost a lot of players, so they didn't score until the second half, really. But South Carolina scored. Arkansas scored. Fifty-two and a half and a half points is low for this game. I think it goes over 60. It's going to be like 35-24. to 24, Something like that. Close to that. With that being said... I also like number 16, Arkansas, to cover the spread at minus eight and a half. So my lock is Arkansas, South Carolina over 52 and a half. And I'm also going to side play Arkansas minus eight and a half. Lock that in. Our final 12 o'clock game, pick number seven. Love this fucking play. If you guys talk to me during the week, you already know I bet this early. I had this a couple days ago. And now it skyrocketed up. We got my my final fourth lock of the week. We got number 23, Wake Forest, at Vanderbilt. Everybody's looking at the spread saying, why, why is uh, a 2-0 team, Vanderbilt, getting 13.5 points? Let me tell you guys something. A couple days ago, it was 7.5. It shot up, doubled, because Wake Forest got their quarterback, Sam Hartman, back. This guy threw for over 4,200 yards last year. He had 39 touchdowns, 14 picks. The guy's the real deal. Wake Forest getting him back is going to put up fucking points. Vanderbilt is 2-0. I have no idea how they're 2-0. They they were terrible last year. They were 2-10 last year. Think about that. You were 2-10 last year. You start the year off already 2-0. I remember when a couple teams done that last year. And everybody thought, oh, wow, are they really good. Northwestern did it a couple years ago, and now they suck. I don't see Vanderbilt stopping Wake Forest. Wake Forest was a phenomenal team last year. Phenomenal team. They actually made it to a high bowl. They almost won the ACC. They lost in the championship. They were right there. So I like Wake Forest, minus a half, whatever you can get it at. I like Wake Forest with whatever the points are. I think Wake Forest steamrolls the shit out of them and they make everybody reminded that they're still fucking here. So take Wake Forest, lock it in, lock it a week, minus 13 and a half. Pick number 8. I love this pick too. We're going to go to the 3:30 games. We got Texas A&M against the darling Appalachian State. The amount of people that messed me about Appalachian State last week saying, wow, I can't believe a Division II team is still doing this. Shocked me because Appalachian State joined Division I last year. When you join Division I, these players might not want to go there as much as they wanted to before because they're a Division I team, and they're not that Division I AA team that everybody's like, wow, man, how do they beat these Division I teams? They were decent last year. The game that they had against North Carolina was one of the best college football games I've ever watched. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter and lost. Their defense can't stop shit. Can't stop shit. But they never quit. They always come back. They always fight. They always try to score. So in this game, everybody's underrating Texas A&M. Texas A&M has potential to make it to the college football playoffs. I got Texas A&M in this game at minus 19. I think they're going to win by 20, 21 points. With that being said, I also like the over 54 in this game. So if you want to make a play, you want to make a double play, here's another one for you. Texas A&M minus 19 and the game to go over 54. I think it's going to be a 45, 21 point game, something in that range. So take Texas A&M with the spread and over. Pick number 10. I think it's the best game of the week, maybe. I think it's the most exciting game of the week. I I didn't make a a lock of my pick, but I I really like it. I like it for a few reasons. We got number 24, Tennessee, at number 17, Pittsburgh. Both of them, I won four games on them last week combined. They helped me out. They played each other this week. Tennessee is minus six and a half at Pittsburgh. Tells you it's a Tennessee line. I don't want to take the spread, though. Because I think Pittsburgh's getting overlooked under overlooked, because people don't think West Virginia was that good last week. But maybe West Virginia is good, and maybe Pittsburgh is good as well. We don't know yet. We don't know. That's why these ranking systems are kind of fucked up early in the year. So everybody's taking Tennessee. I like Tennessee because they score the ball. Pittsburgh can also score the ball. They showed that last week they can score the ball, especially in the second half when they get accustomed, when they get going, when the rhythm, their game plan gets going. So in this game, I like over 66 and a half. I think it's going to be another shootout. Tennessee might score 50. Pittsburgh might score 48. I don't know. I know Tennessee is going to score. They haven't been stopped by anybody except Alabama in the last two years of scoring the Rock. So I like this game to go over 66 and a half. And the line tells you to take Tennessee, so maybe recommend you taking that. But my play is to go over and a half in this game. It's going to be a great game. I love this game. We got pick number 11 here. This is an under-the-radar pick. Under-the-radar. People forget about this team because they're not supposed to be a powerhouse or a good team in college football. I'm talking about Air Force. Now, if you guys remember correctly, they won a bowl game last year. They went 11-2 and or 11-3. And they, they, they did pretty good. I believe they were 2-1 against top 25 teams last year. They were actually ranked a little bit last year as well. They got the same team coming back, basically. A couple guys not here, a couple guys not there. They're playing at home against a Colorado football team that I don't think they know how to win anymore. They won two, won two games last year. They're absolutely horrendous. Uh, they're, their defense is okay, but they can't score. They're used to that Pac-12 where, you know, kind of run running. They're not used to a passing team. Air Force airs it out. No pun intended. Air Force airs it out. I like this game because I think Air Force is going to do the same thing that they did last year. They're going to sneak up on a lot of people. They're going to end up being ranked. And they're going to be one of them teams that's right in there for a good bowl game. So I like Air Force with, with spread at minus 17 and a half. Don't fade that. That was close to a lock for me, close to a lock because, like I said, Air Force was really good last year, same team, Colorado's ass. So take Air Force minus 17 and a half. Now we got play number 12 at 4 o'clock. A lot of people are going to fade this pick because they didn't look that great last week which was surprising. They didn't look that great last week because the team that they were playing was underrated. I even said that in the podcast when I picked them. I took an L from them last week, so I didn't make them a lock this week. But I like them this week. Number 25, Houston, going to Texas Tech. I'm going to tell you, I like two things about this. I like Houston because they're the underdog. Houston's getting three and a half points, and the money line is plus 145. I like it for a few reasons. Again, Houston has the same exact team returning as last year. Same team. They didn't look that good last week, so everybody's kind of looking over them. And my main reason why I like them is because Texas Tech's quarterback got hurt and he's not playing in the game, and the line didn't switch. So usually when that happens, the line will switch. It'll go to, like, Houston minus one, minus two or three. People would switch it. They're not switching it because they don't understand how good UTSA actually is and why Houston didn't look that great last week. I expect Houston to show up like I said they would show up last week. I expect them to show up this week looking exactly like that. Now, if they don't and we we lose this pick, done for the year. But I am confident that Houston will win this game and will cover the spread, both of them. So take Houston, plus 3.5, and and the money line, plus 145. Pick number 14, 4 o'clock game as well. We got Iowa State at Iowa. I was back and forth on this game because I don't think either team's really that good. I don't really know yet. They're are always those teams that are sneaky good and then they fall off. You never know. Iowa looked like shit last week. Seven nothing. Terrible game. Against a shitty team. Didn't give up a touchdown though. Iowa State, forty one to seven, looked great, threw the ball, passed the ball, they did everything. They looked great. The last five meetings between these teams have not gone over 33 points. It's a dogfight. It's a dogfight. You guys remember old school Pittsburgh versus uh, like Baltimore? They didn't score on each other. It was like 7-3 game in NFL. That's what I expect this game to be. I don't really like taking unders, but if you followed me last year, we took Iowa games under all year, and we only lost two of them. We went 12-2. and two. Pretty good. If you're betting fair money on all their unders every game because they gave up under 40 points total in a game for like 25 straight, I like it. So we're taking Iowa State and Iowa under 40 and a half. I know we don't like playing the unders because we don't like root for teams to score, not score. But you can root for this these teams to score. You can throw them bones to score. They don't score against each other. People don't score against Iowa. Iowa doesn't score. I almost like telling you to take the money line on Iowa State, but I got talked out of it. I don't really like Iowa State that much to put it in there, but I like the under in this game. Take Iowa State, Iowa, under 40 and a half. Lock that one in. Now we're going to some games I like. The night games. 7 o'clock game. We got number 7, Oklahoma at home versus Kent State. Now this is a line that scratches my head. Scratches my head. Last week, they were 39 and a half. They didn't cover by three. We didn't take them, though. This week, they're playing a shit-had Kent State football team, and the line's only 32 and a half. Now, Oklahoma's looking like a team that could possibly get back to, you know, a, a, a conference championship, maybe even a college football playoff, under the radar team because they lost their coach, they lost their quarterback, but it's Oklahoma. They're always good. Oklahoma minus 32 and a half, I feel like, might be close to a lock because I think they're going to win by 50. They might do what Miami did last week and win 52 to nothing. I don't like them winning that much because their defense isn't that great. But they showed up last week, and this Kent State football team is uh, not too good. They're like a high school team. Not that good. So I expect Oklahoma State to put up a lot of fucking points. They might score 70 points, to be honest with you guys. And I feel like they're going to cover that 32-and-a-half. So take Oklahoma minus 32-and-a-half. Now at 730, we got number 10 USC going to Stanford. Everybody's looking at Stanford like they got good defense. Lincoln Riley at USC, are they the real deal? I'll give you guys one thing. Lincoln Riley's football team score. They score. Just like I talked about in Oklahoma, their defenses aren't always there. USC's defense showed up last week. One thing about USC is this. If you get a good recruit, a good coach, you get the talent there. That's what happens. You get talent. And if you have the ability to get that talent to get hyped up for game time, you're going to win. Stanford isn't that good. USC is a team that has enough talent to win a college football playoff. USC minus nine against Stanford because they're on the road. I don't. I don't understand it. They should be minus seventeen or nineteen, like Texas A and M is. Stanford's going to be a five hundred football team. USC is going to be a one or two loss football team. I like USC minus nine in this game. Lock that game in. Our final game. This is my hardest game to pick because I kept going back and forth. On should I do this or should I not? We got number nine Baylor at number twenty one BYU. BYU is probably my best team to pick in all of college football, figure it out. Last year, we went 11-1 with them. This year, we're 2-0 with them. We got the over, and we got the spread. And they fucking rolled on the spread. Lock of the week they were last week. Minus 12, they won by 30. Baylor's a good football team, though. BYU is also a good football team. Problem is... The line tells you not to take BYU, so I'm going to fade BYU simply because I don't like the line. I don't like how it looks, but I do like this, the over-under. These are going to be two teams that are going to start slow and then electrify the crowd. It's a 10-15 game, so you're going to be staying up for a game that everyone expects to be slow-paced because that's what the conference is supposed to play. The only problem is these are not those two type of teams. BYU will throw the football, and they will score. They're a team that if they're down, they're going to throw and they're going to get a big play. So I like this game to go over 53 and a half. So lock in Baylor BYU over 53 and a half as my final play. So let me give you guys a rundown. Friday, UCF minus five and a half, Saturday at noon, Miami, minus 24 and a half, and the game to go over 52. The game to go over 52 is a lock. Another lock is Alabama minus 20. Next up, Arkansas minus eight and a half. Another lock is Arkansas South Carolina game to go over 52 and a half. My final lock of the week is Wake Forest minus 13 and a half. The 330 games we have Texas A and M minus 19, and the Texas A and M game. To go over 54 the 10th play we got Tennessee and Pittsburgh over 66 and a half. We got Air Force minus 17 and a half. We have Houston plus three and a half and the money line plus 145 upset of the week. We got Iowa State and Iowa under 40 and a half. We got Oklahoma minus 32 and a half. USC minus nine. And Baylor, BYU, over 53-and-a-half. Now get those plays in. I'm talking to you guys on Wednesday, September 7th, before the game. The lines are going to change. But if you took my plays from, from the podcast that I did last week, you went 17-and-6. You went so let's go. Let's get these plays in. Let's win this money, and let's come back next week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Go win some money. Peace out.